0: Welcome, web-slinging fans, to another thrilling episode of The You Know Show. We are two geeks who talk about everything. My name is Aaron, and I'm joined, as always, by my cousin Landon.
1: Good day, spider web-slinging fans.
0: (laughs) So today, we have got our spidey senses tingling, and we are diving headfirst into the electrifying world of Spider-Man across the universe. No, excuse me, across Spider-Verse. I I, I keep getting across the universe stuck in my head, that, that Beatles movie. We talked yeah. about a couple weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, we're going to swing through the multidimensional web of excitement as we unravel the secrets of this highly anticipated sequel, exploring the mind bending concept of interdimensional travel, the return of our beloved heroes and the mesmerizing animation that made into the spider verse, such a sensation. So get ready to traverse the spider verse once again, as we untangle the web of intrigue and unravel the mysteries of this cinematic marvel. Yes, <laughs> that was... <laughs> sorry, that was a mouthful.
1: That was just well said. That was very good. Was... I'm 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 really, I'm working on my introductions, man. What? Tell me. You, so you're always asking me first. What did you think? That was awesome. I thought it was, <laughs> I thought it was great. Um, I still like the first one better. Oh really?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um and most of that is because just on principle, I hate movies that end in a cliffhanger.
1: Oh. Oh my gosh, that was crazy. Oh, before we do that, we should give this spoil we should do the other stuff first. We'll oh yeah, about- yeah. We're yeah, we're yeah. we're going to we're going to get, get into
0: spoiler ter- territory, but we're not going to go there yet. Um but I mean, it 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 should be common knowledge that this is part 2 of a trilogy. And you know this... not
1: for everybody in my theater. I'll tell you that.
0: Oh, they didn't know <laughs> did did people have a a problem with that we
1: we collectively, the thirty of us or forty of us all had the same reaction at the same time. And I' it was we're all just like we're we're glued. and then we're <laughs> like, what? <laughs> you yeah,
0: know? you think you're coming to the climax of the movie. Yeah, it's like,
1: what? Well, that's it that's the end and we all i mean and you heard somebody be like what oh huh? yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: and then and then there are no scenes at the end of the credits none
1: you none. wait around
0: all, all those credits and there's
1: nothing you know what marvel's but... like you know you've been criticizing our Post credits, we'll just take one away from you. See what you this, this is even Sony. technically an MCU movie. Yeah, this, this is Sony. St- <laughs> Sony's like, I don't care. Play by my own, play by my own rules. The uh,
0: it's so you know we we won't get into spoilers just yet, but and and I don't think technically announcing that there's a cliffhanger at the end of this one, and <laughs> and we're anticipating the third movie, which will be called Beyond the Spider Verse, and it's just coming out next year. So that's great. We don't have to wait too long for it. Um, yeah, I. I I think it uh, we can get away with that not being a spoiler because when the trailer for this one initially hit, it was being called across the Spider Verse Part One, so we I, knew there was going to be a Part Two. Not like everybody knew
1: that, but yes, that's not everybody
0: knew that. No, Maybe no. if you'd paid attention to the, you know, trailer. I, kind of
1: I of gotcha. It. I gotcha. I know. I know. It's I know.
0: it's like Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part One. Yeah. I mean that. I mean just leads me to believe there's going to be a dead reckoning part 2. Yeah, but I, very well. I don't know. But, I, I did uh, not
1: actually watch the trailer to this movie.
0: Oh, you didn't. So no. you were you went into this one fully fully spoiler lined.
1: free. In fact, I came into it going, "Huh, what are they going to make this one about?" Did yeah. you
0: were you even aware that uh old Miguel O'Hara, um the Spider-Man of 2099 was going to be there?
1: No. Because no, He I, he did
0: show up in the post credit scene right, from the right. previous movie. So that was, that was their way of setting this
1: one up. Oh, well, I take it back. My son said to me, Hey, that Spider-Man from 2099 is going to be in it. And I was like, that's great. You know, I didn't know what, I didn't know. What, I
0: but, don't know what
1: that means, yeah, but there's a lot of that that comes out of a 10 year old, you know? So, um, I, you I make just, up words. <laughs> I, I wanted to talk, you know, but, um, I, I really this was on on the rarest of occasion I came into it completely blind. It was actually nice. It's nice going into to something like that cuz I was uh, unaffected or un I had no anticipation. I was a blank slate going into it really.
0: I had so. some friends that I used to know in Blacksburg who refused anytime a trailer for a Marvel movie would come on. Yeah. They would close their eyes and like put their hands over that, their ears that, that, and that and that hum. hum. Yeah because yeah. they did not want they wanted to go into every new marvel movie not knowing a single thing about it and that was impressive Curious. because
1: impressive.
0: um you know with the internet being what it is it's it's hard to avoid spoilers these days no no
1: yeah um i just before we further get into the movie stuff on the trailer not to go off topic a little bit but our trailer was the um i guess probably the final trailer of um the flash for the flash yeah And it was so good. (laughs) I was, it almost got me like geared up. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm ready. I'm at the movies. You know what I mean? It was, boy, that was such a great trailer. And then a couple weeks away from that one now. Oh, so good. So, but, uh, so opening weekend, um, before we talk about this movie, um, what are some of the things that you like really valued about the first one?
0: Uh, The first one. So first of all, the story was great um, and having it focused on Miles, I thought was fantastic um, because, you know, he's he's a fairly new concept in the comics as far as uh, Spider-Man goes. Um, You know, I I don't know how much you know about the ultimate Marvel uh, comics, but, uh, you know, back in the early 2000s. Uh, Marvel had, you know, they were trying to figure out a way to bring in new readers, and so they basically revamped their line by introducing the Ultimate Marvel Universe, and it all it all started with Spider Man, and so it was like we're we're going to take Spider Man and his classic stories and retell them in a modern setting. And mm-hmm. so it's it's starting over with Peter Parker. He's in high school. He gets bitten by, uh, instead of a radioactive spider, I think they said it was some kind of genetically modified spider, kind of like in uh, the Sam yeah. Raimi
1: yeah.
0: Uh, Spider-Man, um, but it was connected to Oscorp and uh, immediately connected to Green Goblin, and there was like... I I did read a lot of those Ultimate Spider-Man because I never got into Marvel growing up, right. but I was really interested in this retelling of of these stories, so I was like, maybe this will be interesting, and they did X-Men and Fantastic Four, and yeah. uh, the version of the Avengers that happened in the Ultimate Universe were called the Ultimates instead of the Avengers,
1: uh, Okay.
0: Um, and that's where we get Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury in the original Marvel universe, Nick Fury was a white guy with brown hair and, and like white streaks on the sideburns, but uh really in the ultimate universe, when they decided to add Nick Fury in, they were like, I'm going to draw him looking like Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> and so that's how it went.
1: wanted to do it.
0: <laughs> and, and like, it was like, he looks the part. And so let's cast him as, you know, Samuel yeah. L. Jackson as Nick Fury. Um, But uh, but anyway, you know, we we get through I don't know how many issues of of Ultimate Spider-Man and they decide to kill Peter Parker off just to shake things up. And in doing so, they introduce Miles Morales, who is the new Ultimate Spider-Man. And he's you know, he's got some different powers. I I wasn't reading the Ultimate Comics at that point, so I didn't read his origin story. I knew of it. I knew that he was the nephew of the Prowler, uh, like we saw in Into the Spider-Verse, um, and, uh, you know, obviously his, his powers differ slightly from Peter's, because he wasn't bitten by the same spider, um, and I, I don't know where the spider came from that, that bit him in, in the comics, um, but, you know, like we see in the movies, uh, he does have, um, that power to turn invisible, um, and he has that, um, what he calls it the venom touch i think is that what it is where it's like almost yeah. like an electricity yeah yeah comes out um so but that's on top of being able to you know wall crawl and and do all um, the spider things yeah so yeah. yeah uh i i really loved uh being introduced to that character on the big screen yeah um again not really having much exposure to miles in the comics um but i think it's great that uh, they were able to introduce him in a way that um i mean makes sense for for like modern movie audiences but aside from the story aside from getting marvel or getting miles and spider gwen uh gwen stacy as spider woman uh i thought it was um the animation yeah, I, there. I don't think I could say enough about how fantastic the animation for that movie was. Um, oh, no
1: good! It
0: was like it. It's. I don't know. I I don't know what they did differently. Um, I mean, obviously, this is this is a different feel uh, and a different look from anything we get from Disney, right? This is this is a a very distinct animation style. And, um, you know, some of it, I, I think, was on purpose to make it look, like, comic book-y. Yeah. Um, but Especially the how they time, split the
1: screens. Like, then they yeah. show like, I love that. Uh, they did so much more in the second movie than they did in the first one, where they'd have little captions and things right. like that. And if you're a comic book lover, I mean, you're just, like, going, ah! It was, it was so cool to see that.
0: Yeah, yeah, there were even, like, references to, like... You know past events, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, like you would get in the comics, where like if a if somebody mentioned some obscure thing, be like, remember that happened back in issue number or whatever, right,
1: right, right, right. Um,
0: but uh, yeah, I gosh, the, I just I just can't get over the animation, and then to like jumping into this movie, the Across the Spider Verse, I loved. So th- I thought the animation was only got better in this one. And and something that I really loved about it was that the animation style was different for each earth visited in the multiverse. Like, you know, where where Miles is from, you still got the same style that they had in the previous movie. Right. When you're following Gwen Stacy, like the first what, 15, 20 minutes is following her and kind of telling her backstory and and where she's at since the events of the first movie. Right. And it's almost like a watercolor uh kind of right animation and it it's it's so beautiful and uh like everything every every spider person that we see throughout the the council of spiders or whatever it is they have their own distinct or flavor Yeah, and it's, uh, it's it's just it's so amazing and, and how they were able to keep them separate and distinct is just amazing because I mean, seriously, how many Spider man were there that you saw from time? I mean,
1: I mean that's one of the things that when watching it, I that took a lot of work, you know, to think up all the different ones, of course, and um and then to have all the different artists that must have done it, uh, what where it was incredible, you know. Going back to Miles Morales, um, I remember. I had no idea who Miles Morales was until the first movie. And, um, and then when the game came out, which is really like a Spider-Man DLC really more than anything else. Um, because it's just, it's, it's not Spider-Man. It's Then you have Spider-Man two. That's about to come out. It's kind of like this middle ground in between. Like a, a midquel. Yeah. Mid cool. There you go. Um, and, uh, and then playing that game. I mean, I, was fully immersed in um, Miles Morales and his whole character storyline and all of that. And there's obviously very close similarities uh, to what's in, in uh, the first movie, especially with his, what's canon, you know, for him. Right. So like, that was awesome to see. So coming into this movie after doing that, and then also my son and I, when we went to galaxy con in Richmond met um, the actor who was the voice actor for Miles Morales uh, in the video game. Um, it It's like Najee Jeter or Jeter or something like that. Anyway, he's he was really cool to me. So it was like coming into this movie, my son and I were just like geared up and excited to watch it. And we loved his storyline. Um, I will say that the um, Gwen storyline was awesome to see. I mean, my favorite character, memorable character in this new movie was uh, Spy- Spider-Punk. I loved Spider-Punk. Like we thought we thought that he was hilarious. Um, but if not him, <laughs> actually, it was Gwen. Um, I really liked Gwen's character and her storyline and and all of that. So,
0: yeah, yeah, I'm I'm glad we got a chance to uh, to explore her uh, backstory a little bit more. And we got we got some of that in the first one, um, given a, a brief, brief synopsis of very of, right. you know, her origin. But uh, but seeing more of it. And, and the struggle she had to deal with, uh, with her father, um, being like, you know, having her painted as public enemy number one and, you know, still not knowing who she was. And, um, it's just, it's so crazy. Uh, it's yeah, her, her story alone was heartbreaking. I mean, and, and that's something they touch on, uh, in this movie too, is, is, um, you know, certain events that are canon to the Spider Man story, which, you know, was really meta for them to have that discussion. Right. But, but it's, it's true that there are, there are certain touchstones in, in every retelling of Spider Man that happen. Like, right. you know, Spider Man wouldn't be the hero he is if he didn't experience Uncle Ben's death. Right. Truth. Because, you know, he, he comes to understand from that point what it you know what his uncle meant by saying with great power, there comes great responsibility right and and so to you know to have that moment in his life if Uncle Ben never died or if if Peter had you know not been like if they just hadn't been in that situation where Peter could have stopped the the robber who wound up shooting Uncle Ben, right it's like well then all right what's his motivation for for being spider-man other than just continuing this wrestling career that
1: he could make money off of right right now i think it's i think it's good that it it called out you know the the commonalities that were canon across the different the spider-verse you know and um We'll we'll get i guess we'll get to that what do you want to do spoilers because i'm ready to get into let's it. just do
0: spoilers let's just say hey guys you know what if you haven't seen across the spider verse um go see it it's even even if you are like on the like on the line of, of deciding if you want to see it it's it's such a beautiful movie like the animation seriously the, is is so gorgeous yeah. and if it doesn't win an oscar i don't know what yeah. you're smoking in in la
1: it's, it's fast paced too. I mean, so, you know, if you're look coming into it and you're like, I don't want to see. I don't want to go to the theater, to see a cartoon. This it's really a great movie with a great plot. And, and the way it doesn't, that the, it doesn't go ahead. I
0: was going to say, it doesn't feel like it's two hours long.
1: Oh no. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, at the, I will say, as I got to the end of it, I was like, we've covered a lot. We have a lot more to cover. Yeah what time is it? You know what I mean? That, that kind of hit that moment about 30 minutes, two hours into it. And so, um, but it's, it's really, I, I was surprised at the length. I, I, when I saw that it was about two and a half hours, I was like, wow. You know, yeah. the first one was not that long. Was it?
0: I don't think so. I can't remember how long it was. Yeah. But I mean, but, it's, um, it's, it's one of those that's enjoyable enough. Like I didn't look at the, at what time it was throughout the movie. And so when it was over and I did look at my phone I was like how was it this late? <laughs> like this is I don't feel like I sat here long enough for for it to be this late but it's I mean it's it's a great movie it'll it'll carry you through um but we are going to get into spoilers now. Um so yeah. go watch the movie come back and listen to the rest of this uh podcast once once you've done that or if you don't mind spoilers you know just
1: keep on listening that's that's on you <laughs> well here we're into it now so was what's the guy's name that was spider man twenty twenty nine nine what was his name
0: his his secret identity name yeah Miguel O'Hara
1: Miguel O'Hara all right
0: voiced by Oscar Isaacs. Oscar
1: Isaacs that's what that's right that's right yeah he was great he was great yeah. at the role it's kind of scary he was kind of scary, and am I correct that he's a vampire? He is. He is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I don't. I don't know much about you know the 2099 era of comics. Um, I just know that his name, his real name is is Miguel O'Hara, and uh, and apparently, yes, he is a vampire.
1: Well, I mean, it's quite the movie. I um, I I'll throw this out there. So midway through the movie. I guess as Gwen and and uh, Miles are going around or something, Miles goes past a subway car, and there's a kid that's licking the glass. You know, do you remember this scene?
0: I uh, doesn't. He's ringing a bell, swinging I don't know.
1: by, and there's this kid that that's back there, and he's licking the glass of the subway. And Miles's Perhaps. like, "Oh, don't don't do that." So. My son starts, like, openly dying laughing at that part <laughs> just because of how the kid was like, you know, and all that stuff. And so I'm like, hey, and, and our daughter is, like, she's uh, perturbed at the at the disturbance, right? So I'm looking at my son. I'm like, hey, you need to calm down. And then I start laughing. And then he, I mean, he is, like, crying laughing. I'm not just talking like somebody said, like, a potty mouth word and he laughs. I'm saying, he was crying laughing and I start laughing and then we're having this scene in the middle of this theater much like we did with Ant-Man quantum mania with the at least I died in adventure
0: <laughs> sir I'm sorry you and your child are going to leave
1: it felt like that it was close that was a funny moment for us um so um uh, I guess I don't, I didn't know who was voicing Spider Punk, but whoever did it was that, that low, right?
0: That was uh Daniel Kaluuya, uh, oh. who you may know from uh, uh, Get Out, and,
1: yeah, and
0: um, Nope and yes. Black Panther, yeah, yeah. He uh, he voiced Spider Punk, nice. Um, Issa Ray was Jessica Drew, Spider Woman jason schwartzman was the spot um Who, where then, do i know him from uh he does a lot of uh um the uh dude what's what's that director i don't like <laughs> uh is it it's not wes anderson is it yeah i think it is <coughs> he does a lot of his movies um did you ever see uh scott pilgrim versus the world He's in that. Um <laughs> did you well, ever see uh Rushmore? Uh years and years ago. Yeah,
1: it was a long time ago. Bill Murray was in it. Yeah, Bill Murray, yeah.
0: The only I never saw the movie, but I do remember the trailer and they're sitting there at dinner. And like uh so Jason Schwartzman is is a character who's sitting at the table and there's uh, a doctor. I guess he's a doctor sitting there, and he goes, These are OR scrubs. And Jason Schwartzman says, oh, are they? (laughs) Dude,
1: what are you doing? Quite fun. This guy, so, okay, I see who he is now. I didn't really care for the character that much, actually. The spot? No, didn't do much more. I thought it was kind of a funny beginning thing. Yeah, I wasn't.
0: For him to be the big bad. I'm like,
1: nah. So I'm hopeful that he is just a nuisance more And really that as we have come to learn, spoiler alert here, that Miles Morales is the Prowler in 42 in earth 42. Oh yeah. And that little moment where they're looking at each other, it's like, whoo,
0: whoo. Yeah. That was, uh, that was something I, so yeah, I was, um, I was kind of floored to, you know, for them to reveal that, uh, he he never should have been bitten by that spider that that spider was supposed to bite peter parker yep in on earth 42 and uh and that it somehow transferred over because of the spot and i don't know the spot i i feel like now he's he's become overpowered um and so yes he's a legit threat to the multiverse but uh, like, is he really like that big of a deal? Like he's yeah, no. Like I, I feel like you know they, I, I get I get what they're doing. Like he the spot I feel like, um, if I've if I've read correctly is is seen as kind of a joke a, yeah. as a villain in the comics. And I remember like him on the the old Spider-Man cartoon uh, from the '90s. Uh, I remember him showing up. I don't know once or twice um and not not really being a a big threat um but uh but this this giving him the ability to traverse the the multiverse um i think does make him a legit threat and and i'll it'll be interesting to see where it goes but i'm more interested in seeing um Like we, you know, what we were introduced to right at the end with the Miles we know versus the Miles from Earth 42, who has become the Prowler, right? And um, gosh, that is going to be crazy, go nuts!
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting too, like um, how you have, and I wouldn't say that the Spider Man um, 2099 is is a bad guy yet, Um, but he is quite the force to be reckoned with right and in addition to that you have of course the miles morales prowler and then you have the spot and it's just like ah, you know it just doesn't feel like like that adds up well yeah um so it would be interesting to see what they do in the next with that um the girl who did the voice acting for um gwen uh which is uh the Haley Steinfield or something like that something like that Steinfeld. she's the girl from from um pitch perfect and uh she's done many things right
0: yeah and she was on hawkeye she's
1: hawkeye uh, right yeah 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 she's a great actress and uh, i thought she voiced that awesome but um yeah and i really liked the scene when they went to kind of the it was almost like a bollywood version of um the spider-verse you know yeah yeah
0: I, um that was so
1: yeah 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 Yeah, that was really that. that that was was, i
0: can't remember the actor's name um but that's the same actor who was in um in uh deadpool
1: yep yeah he's been in a few movies um let's see if i have his name please
0: excuse my dog for a moment
1: Karen, karen sonny karen sonny wow what has he done he's done things that i've seen him of course, Deadpool and Deadpool 2. He did something else. Something else that I remember. But anyway. Oh, he was in Ghostbusters. That's right. That's right. But it was cool how they had like the whole... Uh, they had uh, kind of the Bollywood version. So um, let's see. So <clears throat> the whole conflict... The overarching conflict that didn't didn't really manifest itself—there were hints of it, but it didn't really manifest itself towards the climax of this movie—was people telling you your story. It starts off at the very beginning with Miles, and and his parents are in that that office, that guidance counselor's office, and it's about his story. What are we going to make his story look like, and and all that stuff, and that tied around to basically him being told that you're a mistake and um almost in, in the variant fashion, right? The Loki variant fashion. And and him rebelling against that and saying, um no, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna fall. I can't believe you're falling for this, you know, and and going on. So I I loved how it, it was subtle. It wasn't forced, but it all tied together at the end. And it had a true theme. I've, I loved that about this movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was it. Everything tied together. I thought really well. The uh, yeah, the only thing, like I said, the the downside for me is, um. Now I I realize I'm saying this, and, you know, my my favorite movie of all time is Back to the Future, and then of course you have Back to the Future Part Two, which does end in a cliffhanger for Back to the Future Part 3. Um, So I realize how hypocritical I am. Uh, but I remember when uh, the second Pirates of the Caribbean movie came out, and it just, again, leaves you on a cliffhanger. I'm like, if you're going to do cliffhangers, it needs to be a TV series, okay? <laughs> <Seriously? Let's... laughs> Let's let's not stop making me pay to come to the movies. When I see a movie, I want a complete story from start to
1: finish. I That's know. it. That's what I want. I know, and we didn't get to see Spider Man Noir until the very end. And no, I did he Spider-Man ever solve? Noir.
0: Did he ever solve the uh, Rubik's cube that he took back home with? Him? I, well, we don't know. We got to wait. I want to. I want to know these things. Um. <laughs> I I did so I did love the inclusion of uh Ben Riley the Scarlet Spider.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Um he was voiced by uh Andy Sandberg. I th- I thought it was <laughs> yeah. hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, that was uh that was really great bringing him in um just to throw back to the 90s. Um <laughs> Man, I the you know, her putting together uh, or or Gwen putting together like a uh, a a small army of uh spider
1: the spider team
0: <laughs> with with Spider Ham and um, Spider Ham all right uh so you know I am hoping we'll you know bring back Nick Cage for to do the voice of uh Spider Noir and <laughs> uh, too and okay. um John Mulaney to come back as Spider Ham and that'll be that'll be good. Um loved loved seeing Peter B. Park Peter B. Parker come back, uh, you know, showing that he and Mary Jane did work things out. And they've got right. a baby. And they got a baby. And that was a little, that was little, a little Mayday way. Parker.
1: And of course he's wearing the mom's bath uh, the bathrobe the entire, you <laughs> know, <laughs> movie. And so I'm like, at the very end, I'm sitting here going, You're not gonna take the kid with yep, you are okay. You're gonna take the kid with you. Why not? What an adorable
0: like knit mask she's got. I know, and she
1: she brings it down. You know, that's it's right. Like, that, was, that was cool. She's gonna grow up to be Spider Girl. Oh my gosh, yeah, that was fun. Um, Yeah, I I love the part with the uh, Scarlet Spider where he goes to the alleyway and he voices looking around, nothing. To yeah, walk, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> He's monologuing the whole time. He's monologuing. was <laughs> good. Who voiced him? That, that was uh that was andy sandberg oh that was andy sandberg oh i got you yeah and did you see uh, you, you well, of course you saw you saw danny glover you know on the uh the, donald
0: glover donald, donald glover, glover sorry yeah. yeah
1: donald donald glover that yeah was
0: ah, that was so great i i loved i loved the connection to live action stuff and the mention of uh you know when when um Miguel was was talking early on, uh, yeah. you know, when we when we first we're not
1: even going to talk about get him in it. with Dr. Strange, yeah,
0: Dr. Strange <laughs> and that nerdy kid from uh, universe nineteen ninety nine ninety nine, yeah. which is
1: canonically the cinematic universe. <laughs> right. Um, right. Oh, so great. And then and then, of course, you still got to see, you know, the amazing Spider-Man and the Sam Raimi Spider-Man. That's right. You, got to see, you got to see Yeah, you they threw all them. of
0: those in there. Um, I'm surprised we didn't get, um, the, the Japanese Spider-Man from the Japanese TV show that was popular in the seventies.
1: Oh, there wasn't, wasn't there one that had like one that looked like a Shogun that was in the big Uh, scene,
0: but it, it wasn't, it wasn't the like. What I'm talking about is like there was a like an actual live action Spider-Man. Oh,
1: was there oh, TV okay,
0: yeah. show back in the in the 70s that was so cheesy. Oh, wow. Um, Dude, you ought, to, you ought to look up like on YouTube or something to see if you can find clips of it. It is really bad.
1: <laughs> there you go.
0: But so, it's like it's one of those yeah, cult hit things like yeah, where, yeah, yeah. like people love it.
1: And they um, collect it,
0: you know. <laughs> so maybe he'll show up in the the third one. But...
1: I, I thought it was awesome when you didn't know. And, and when Peter went, not not Peter, Miles went to Earth 42. I was like, huh. And then he goes home and I was confused for a minute because I was like, I knew Earth 42 because they, they'd really thrown it in our face many times to remind us about the spider being from 42. Right. I mean, I think they purpose were like, we've got to say 42, at least 42 times to make sure everybody understands what 42 means. But even as we got to it and he and he goes to 42 and he heads home, at that point, I had forgotten. I, I, I hadn't really realized at that, that. Now, you probably did. You probably caught up to that. But as I'm sitting there with my kiddos and we're watching and he tells his mom that he's Spider-Man and she's like, What's the Spider Man? What's the Spider Man? We're all sitting here going, "Is this like one of those moms? Are you being, are, just? We're we getting punked. Yeah, it's just like one of those moms that just doesn't like pay attention to the news or doesn't know. And you know, the dad is the cop; he knows, but the mom is, you know, oblivious to it. You know, and or they... like, like in the Rocketeer, where
0: where he reveals to his girlfriend, "I'm the Rocketeer." Rockahoo?
1: Rocketeer. <laughs>
0: Oh, no, it's a but thing, it's, really.
1: It was funny. Because and so and then there's the aha moment because you know, you thought that they, the way the position was Gwen is outside while he is talking to his mom. And then she goes in and he's she's in a room that he's not there, and he goes back to him. You're like, wait a second, which room did she go into? And then there's the aha moment.
0: You yeah. know? Yeah, um, I so I think I realized I realized it um like it didn't make sense to me that you know when they did they did the thing uh the machine that read his dna and was supposed to place him in his appropriate earth and it read 42 and i it didn't quite click with me at that moment right um i was like that's not right but okay whatever it's reading because of the spider right and then uh and then he goes and he's talking to his mom and as he's talking to his mom before he even before he revealed he was Spider Man, I was like, "Holy crap, he's in the wrong universe." I was like, See, "Something is not right here. His dad amazing. isn't there. She's not talking about his dad." Yeah, because they were making a big deal about him being promoted yep. to captain. Good and, for you. That and was so it's like good. there is there is something wrong here, and I, I was like, "But Gwen is in the
1: right universe." No, good for you. I totally didn't get it. So the aha moment was like, what? You know, and then, of course, then from there, I mean, the whole part with the uncle was, and and the way they did the art with that, with his side eye looking over at him. I mean, you're just like, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh uh-uh. And then he yeah. goes on the glove. And so you're, you know. You're thinking, oh, he's the prowler in this universe, too. And then, of course, and and so when, when Peter, or when Miles got knocked out, I'm always saying Peter, when Miles got knocked out, then I thought, oh, that's, that's Miles. That's the real Miles then. But then I thought to myself, was he a Spider-Man, but he doesn't have powers. How, how can he be a Spider-Man if he doesn't have powers? And then it happens that he's the prowler. Yeah. And all I could think, because my kids and I were talking about this in the car, we were like, all right, so let's play this out. You got an uncle. And the nephew are close. Father dies in a tragedy. Uncle takes him under his wing, kind of graduates him with that bad influence into the life of crime, and for him to become the prowler. Um, not sure if maybe the the uncle was a, the original prowler, and then now Miles took on the mantle, or if he Good started it. But you know, but yeah, I
0: yeah. I could tell, so, uh, you know, obviously at this point, we already know that he's in the wrong universe when, and when, so when Aaron walks in, he's, uh, as soon as he said, you took your braids out, I was like, oh crap, he knows that's not his miles, and I was like, this is not gonna be good, even because, because, again, expecting him to be the prowler, right. um, you know i'm i'm thinking oh he already knows that this is not the miles that he knows right right um so oh my gosh yeah that yeah. that whole reveal at the end where you know miles of earth 42 is the prowler so you know that's setting up a another antagonist for the the third movie which um, would be a
1: better antagonist oh I absolutely
0: mean, way better I mean, than the spot
1: did you get the vibes of like you know just just thinking about like michael b jordan and and um and uh you know then black panther you know the how they were set against each other you know brook cousins i guess they are right you know All right, it, yeah. this this equal opposing forces well matched i just i it, it seems like it's going to be an epic conclusion in a great yeah.
0: way. Yeah. And then of course you do, you know, again, we've got Gwen's spider army um yeah. trying to stop Miguel from uh I guess does he want to kill Miles to keep him from unraveling the
1: multiverse? Uh well I think he originally wanted to contain him, but now I would assume he does want to kill him. Help me out with the glitches though, because <clears throat> is that how Miles came to recognize he was in the wrong place because he was glitching? Yeah, because you you glitch in somebody else's world, but you don't glitch in your own.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. that's that's what was happening with the the spider folk of the in the first movie. In the first movie, and right. then in this one, they introduced the like the the arm, the wristband thing that you know you're wearing when you're on an alternate dimension, and it so that you. stabilizes you. Yeah, you you're not going to glitch in another reality if you're wearing that.
1: Yeah. Yeah
0: yeah yeah all right so let me let me ask you this um what what do you think about the potential of utilizing animation like this for other superhero films like are we limited to just these few spider-man movies or do you think that like this could this kind of style could expand and because you think about animated superhero movies are all over the place most of the time they're direct-to-dvd or direct-to-streaming type things um dc has tons of them and they're for the most part they're really good they're really well done um but they don't
1: have the complexity of art that that and and time and money that goes into something like this in my opinion and
0: and no you're absolutely right i mean they are direct to dvd or direct to streaming for a reason they it's like almost as if warner brothers and warner animation does not want to take a risk on releasing a big screen superhero movie except for like legion of super pets which obviously was aimed at kids
1: yeah it's kids maybe
0: I mean, yeah. and and yeah. this is you know this is kid friendly. This is a family friendly movie. These these Spider Verse movies are definitely you know, but they're, they're going to be kid friendly. But they have adult themes. They have
1: adult themes. Yeah, absolutely. and
0: and so yeah. I would love to see you know something like that again. And being a DC person, selfishly, that's what I want. I would love to see because there's so much more you can do in animation that you can't do in live action. I mean, there's there's a lot right. of things you can do in live action now because of CGI. So it's well, practically I'm, animated I'm, anyway.
1: I'm with you, though. There are some things, though, from a storytelling standpoint, that this movie accomplishes that live action, even with CGI, can't. Yeah. The ability to tell Gwen's story at the beginning and have her walking and her character transitions into another setting or her face going back and forth. Yeah, you could do that with CGI, but you know it won't look look good. It won't look like what they accomplished in this. And being able to do storyboards and and splitting, I I just I'm just telling you, I I would love to see that kind of money go into stuff like this. I would watch it. Yeah. But I think it's a hard sell for for people. You and I come from the comic book background. You know what I mean? And so we appreciate these things. But I can tell you, it it would be a hard sell for probably the majority of people.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, not necessarily for audiences, but I think for uh, studios, it would be a hard sell because that would be taking a huge risk. Yeah. Um, And I think think Into the Spider-Verse was a big risk. I mean, first of all, it's animated. You're focusing on a character that's not Peter Parker. That's that is a risk and, and it turned out so well for Sony. I mean, good for them for taking that risk, but then it's like, is that going to translate to other studios trying to do something or trying to copy that? I don't think they will. I I don't think that they are willing to take a risk like that. Um, Especially when you're talking about investing millions of dollars into creating something. Um, You just, I mean, you know how Warner brothers is.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, I I'm, I was really excited about the receptions thus far, Um, at least in my local area. It was kind of a bittersweet moment today because I was going to go to the um, 240 showing uh, with the kids. My wife was going to drop us off to the theater on the way to go home and pick us up later. And um, because it was just we had a tight time window. So she drops us off at the theater and we wait in this long line. We get to the front and the guy says, I just sold my last ticket.
0: Sometimes.
1: And we're like, are you kidding? You know? Uh, uh-huh. and, and uh I know listeners, you're like, why didn't you buy them ahead of time? Because I'm cheap. They have a two-dollar surcharge. I wanted to get in. I don't know. Anyway, so um, uh, so we left and my wife came and picked us back up. We went home for 30 minutes, then came back um for the for the four o'clock. But I thought to myself, great. It's sold out. Mm. That's a great sign. I mean, I've told you about the movies that have come through that I've gone and seen at our local theater that where it's not had a lot of people there, right? When you'd anticipate it would. So for this to sell out, I'm like, yes. Who knows? I don't. I don't have any early figures of the numbers, but that's my first good sign about it.
0: Two hundred eight million dollars opening weekend. Really? Yep. As of today um well it's that's not the super mario brothers that's, but it's still good that is that's a worldwide uh estimated total in, in the box office for the first three days wow uh, what, what a, was super mario oh i don't know
1: <laughs> more
0: <laughs> i can't remember um how about uh connections to you know sony's other live action movies or the mcu like other than what we saw in this movie do you think this could affect the upcoming uh like I'm I'm sure there's a third venom movie coming. We know there's a craven movie coming from Sony. Um I think What's there's a Craven? Craven the Hunter.
1: Oh, right, 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 right. Um oh, by the way, Super Mario Brothers had 146 million domestic. So um
0: right Madam Web is another movie coming from Sony. Right. right um right. But also the MCU, you know, you've got another Spider-Man movie coming up at some point. Um, there, you know, that they are going to the last I read, they're gonna no start working on that after um the writer's strike is over. Yeah. But um, like what but what do you think? Do you think that Spider-Verse and you know, beyond the Spider-Verse, across the Spider-Verse, do you think these movies are going to have any kind of effects? Even on Loki, like on on multiversal stuff happening in the MCU right now. Do you think that's going to carry over? I don't no? And It's
1: not that I it's not that I think there's any problem with it. I just think that it's kind of like Deadpool a little bit, you know, like it's 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 a it's it's a comment. It's, it's like it's a um, like it comments on the canon, but it doesn't influence the canon. You know, now Deadpool 3 might change everything with that,
0: you know, but um Deadpool's gonna throw a grenade into what we believe <laughs> is canon.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. And so but like like and when you think about like Doctor Strange and Loki, there's different aspects of the um multiverse here and how this affected for spot the spot guy. To just be able to do holes like this and pop in and out—I mean, that sort of breach is a challenge when you have the time. Uh, time
0: variance, authority,
1: variance, and authority. Yeah, it's just they just don't seem. And and I might look at this later, after King and Secret Wars and all that stuff, and go, "Oh, it all connected," like we did with Avengers. Well, I just don't feel that way. And it'll I think it'll be interesting to see
0: how different the time variance authority is in Loki season two, because their whole reason for existing in the first season was to maintain the the timeline and make sure that there weren't any incursions or whatever. But now we've got a multiverse and right. and you know those branches are happening all over the place and have been happening and will continue to happen. So what's the purpose of the TVA at this point? Like, why are they still in existence?
1: The other side that I'm trying to understand too, and and maybe you can clarify this for me or for anybody else who wonders. What started the multiverse cracking? Was it what Dr. Strange did with Peter Parker, with Tom Holland, or was it what, Sophie did in Loki it's what Sophie did so, so when Sophie, Sophie did it killed him
0: when Sophie killed he who remains at the end of the finale of Loki for season one that is where we saw the the uh sacred timeline that was surrounding you know this place outside of time we saw it start branching off right and that's that's when the multiverse Became a thing. and it's it's not that the multiverse suddenly existed where it didn't exist before. It's that throughout time, where all of these branches are happening in the past, the present, and the future, the multiverse has always existed at this point. Does that make sense?
1: So, yeah, and I think that's the part that i'm that I struggle with because I think about like venom and and how he's got his own universe, right? And and we're going to have it bleed into the new inter the uh, Tom Holland universe, and then you had all the different Spider Man that that came in together. Those timelines existed in a multiverse that preceded when Sophie killed he who must not be named. He who remains. He who remains. All be. right. So so
0: yes, they existed beforehand, but. If you're looking at it through the the lens of the MCU, they did not exist. All right. So in the MCU, you had the Sacred Timeline, which was just the MCU. All right. You have one universe. There's no multiverse. The branches are getting pruned whenever they happen by the TVA. All right. So then when she killed he who remains, there was no governing authority to decide, you know, what is the sacred timeline, and so all these branches began happening yeah. throughout time, from beginning to end.
1: Also, kind of backdates, right?
0: Right. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So, so the multiverse that we, you know, in our world, yes, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie came out in two thousand two, and and you know, the X-Men movie came out in two thousand. Those universes existed in the multiverse. At that time, in from our perspective, but from the MCU perspective, they
1: were created
0: when they Sophie were created once. Back. Sophie killed He Who Remains, and so then the multiverse was created, and then you had all those branching timelines, past, present, and future. That,
1: past they go backward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Now that that makes more sense. All right. So really, it's her fault.
0: Oh, absolutely. And then you know, once once that happened, then you know you have the concept of the multiverse. And, you know, it to someone like Doctor Strange, the multiverse has always existed, even though outside of time, it didn't always exist. There is no there's no way to for for his perspective, there was no branching timeline there. It it was all one timeline. But then once the multiverse began to exist, then in his mind, it always existed. That that makes sense. So
1: yes, yeah, yeah. So Sophie killing he who remains, then it changed his perspective. Right. So now he sees that it's always been available.
0: Right. And And that's how that's
1: when he's thinking, here's what I can do. I can affect time, I can affect this. But then by doing it, he knew there was a danger if we disrupt, then it could fracture and cause problems.
0: Correct. And so you have you have multiverse of madness, you have no way home. You have, uh, and you also have uh, WandaVision, Scarlet Witch. You know when she fully becomes the Scarlet Witch. That was, um, well, how do they refer to that? Um, a Nexus event. Um, and I think the the creators of Loki and WandaVision have gone back and said that no, that it was not meant to be simultaneous. But it sure does look like it. If you start the final episodes of both of those at the same time.
1: Well, I, I think it's irrefutable because they have it, they they came out with um footage with time. Like yeah, the yeah, where it's lines time lines up exactly. There's yeah. no way there's a coincidence. Yeah. They they absolutely planned that.
0: She causes that Nexus event and you know, he who remains is is talking and then suddenly he stops and he's like, something's happening. Like, we don't see from, you know, the perspective of the Loki show what, you know, what's caused right. him to stop monologuing and to realize that something's changing. Yeah. Um, Obviously, you know, I, why not just, just just go with it and say, yes, we meant for that to happen. It all yeah. connects because the MCU is this tight woven thing I mean, just
1: you maybe may you fell want into to admit it backwards. It they have more that they're going to do. <clears throat> Who knows? Do you? Um, and do we know anything more about majors? Is he? Is he? We still got him as Kang? I don't know.
0: Um, I should. I should uh, get Nicole to uh, to call her sister and ask what's going on with that. <laughs> they um,
1: probably can't legally say. <laughs> probably not. Um, yeah, because
0: yeah, he he was arrested and i don't know if he's been like actually you know brought up on charges um but uh gosh i was i was watching creed 3 again recently and man he is such a fantastic actor i just i hate to think that something like this is well i mean but it, i was going to say i hate to think that something like this is going to derail his career but at the same time if he is a violent individual who is beating up his girlfriend he Does he deserve to have the same career moving forward?
1: I mean, the last communications are back in May. I'm looking here; it was around the time in May 10th through the 15th. There's a whole lot of chatter on it, but there's been radio silence since. Well, I have. I did hear someone say they were trying to. A fan favorite would be John Boyega.
0: Well, it's you know it's a moot point until the writer strike is over anyway. So.
1: And what, where are we at with the writer's strike? For listeners Um, who don't know, there is a writer's strike.
0: Pretty sure they're a long way from coming to an agreement. Because, you know, studios, producers, streaming services do not want to pay. They want to keep getting, you know, written content and creative content for as little as possible.
1: And basically, it comes down to this, right? That there's plenty of, writers out there screenplay writers out there galore but these people belong to an association right
0: the writers guild of america yes
1: and so when that guild strikes all affiliated members strike with it that's they right cannot they cannot um, you know choose to go against it otherwise they wouldn't be able to be part of that guild anymore
0: well they voted for it like prior to uh the the their con their current contract came to an end at midnight on may 1st and prior to that they took a vote you know the so it's the the writers guild of america is is separated by east and west um so east of mississippi is writers guild of america east and then out west it's writers guild of america west and they took a they took a vote of you know among their members and the members voted i i can't remember what the percentage was it was like in the 90s the high 90s that they would vote to strike if their uh demands were not met and it's yeah. not like they're it's not like they're like heavy demands these are like cost of living increases these are you know right. making sure that they are continued to be paid for uh the work that they have done that is now being put out on streaming services that was not covered in their last contract back in 2008. Right. Um so, you know, it's it's not like this is something that happens often. It is, you know, they are they're on strike for good reason. I you know, if, if I were in New York or Los Angeles and had the opportunity to
1: uh stand down the streets you know, and yeah,
0: protest, carry carry a sign with them and I would, absolutely, because I mean to me it just looks like a bunch of corporate fat cats are are not wanting to shell out the money that uh these writers deserve and we support you writers. I do. I I can't remember how to, if I told you on here. Um like I thought about uh maybe about a month ago thought about you know what could I do being a nobody in Southwest Virginia I was like I could quit watching movies and watching TV and unsubscribe from streaming services for the duration of the uh strike. However, that would really put a kink in our ability to talk about things on this podcast. So, um That's a good point. It's not going to do that. Uh, I'm willing to support your cause without
1: it inconven- inconveniencing
0: anything. As long as it's life. not an inconvenience to me, <laughs> I will. No. Um if it were just me on this podcast, I would do it and I'd like say Look, I'm going Screw the podcast but there's two of us, and we're you know, we gotta give and take. If if we were both willing to do it, I'd say, yeah, let's do it. But you know, it's fun doing this podcast, and I like talking to you, man. Yeah, I so, like talking
1: to you, too. It's a little stress even. So
0: let's do that. Um, but yeah, the the writer strike, it's it's a big deal. And and uh the oh, what is it, AMPTP or something like that, the producer's streaming executives they you know they just don't want to they just don't want to pay money so it's fine it it is what it is and eventually things will work out and we will go back to having regular entertainment but i predict that for the next few months we're going to see a lot of reality tv and reruns so
1: that's all right i've got shows i need to catch up on anyway
0: (laughs) i'm 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 binging the walking dead right now I'm, i'm i just
1: finished that i'm doing fear now
0: I'm I'm getting into um oh where am I at? I'm on season eight. I'm past now where I quit watching. Yeah. The first time. Like I I was watching it through the first like when it was live on AMC and, and I quit yeah, watching it'll, it'll it when never, Carl died.
1: Yeah, it'll never be as good, but the storylines are okay, you know.
0: Well, I'm 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 interested okay. to see where things are going. Um because like I said, now now I'm in uncharted territory for me. Oh yeah. Um, well, you know, and, and Dead so I've still City's got three more seasons out here
1: pretty soon. Two weeks away from Dead City.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that
1: I think that's why I'm.
0: I decided to go back and and finally watch it. Sorry, we've turned this into a Walking Dead podcast. <laughs> um, I think that's why I decided to go back and watch it because I knew there were so many spinoffs coming. You got Dead City, which you know is blows my mind that it's going to be Negan and Maggie. Uh, and it's oh, like. Yeah. How are they working together? Yeah. He beat the crap out of her husband, killed him dead. Yeah. And I'm just like, how do you how do you get past that and work yeah. with this man?
1: No, you got to finish. You got to finish the show. So Yeah,
0: I want to I want to see how things turn out on the show. I know that like I, I remember hearing that Rick left the show at some point. So I'm like, well, how does that happen? When does that happen? Has Rick um, not
1: left yet for you?
0: Not yet, no. Okay. Um, and I know that you know that's going to happen at some point, but I know he's not dead. I don't think he's dead. I don't, he can't be dead because I heard there's going to be a, a Rick and Michonne spinoff. Also, Can't
1: tell you anything.
0: And then uh, there's a Daryl, Daryl spinoff too. Yeah, it was so... going to be
1: Daryl and um and Carol, Carol. But uh, but she, but since they're doing the Daryl um one in Europe, uh, she didn't want to move over there, so. Oh. Um. All right.
0: Are you ready for some Spider Verse trivia? Let's do it. All right. We got five questions. Let's go. We mentioned earlier that Haley Steinfeld voices Gwen Stacy in the animated Spider Verse movies. Who portrayed Gwen in the two Amazing Spider Man films?
1: That was um. Oh, what's her name? Ah. Uh... God, oh, my wife would kill me for not being able to say her name. From La La Land. God.
0: That's the same one, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: She dated Andrew Garfield for quite some time. Oh, they, they broke up? Oh, yeah, yeah, they broke up. Not long after the second one was made.
1: I like her. I like the actress a lot. Uh, but I can't remember her name. Um,
0: as soon as I say it, you're going to kick yourself.
1: I am. I am. I, I am running on low sleep, so let's... Uh, well, give me five seconds. Let's see. Who's Goslin and I can't say it. Go ahead,
0: Emma Stone.
1: Emma Stone. Oh, oh. rough. Well, question
0: way. number two. And in into the Spider Verse, who gave voice to the Peter Parker of Miles's home universe? This is the Peter Parker who died.
1: I don't know who.
0: Chris Pine.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. The spot, who we love, while traversing the the multiverse, pops into a live action grocery store in San Francisco. Where else have we seen the store clerk, Mrs. Chen?
1: was not she in um venom
0: she was yeah she was in in both venom movies yeah yeah
1: yeah uh all right and he's like he's like you're not acting like this isn't weird you know and
0: yeah she's seen things
1: she's seen things uh
0: what actor reprises his role of aaron davis originally seen in spider-man homecoming
1: we've already talked about seeing him Aaron Davis. Prowler. Are you saying what voice actor?
0: No, 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 no. What actor reprises his role? First scene in Homecoming.
1: Sorry, sorry. Uh, That's uh, Donald Glover, That is
0: correct. (laughs) Old Childish Gambino himself. And finally, question number five. At the 91st Academy Awards, Into the Spider-Verse was nominated and won one Oscar what category
1: i want i feel it feels like it'd be too easier to be like to say animation but i guess i'll have to go there and say animation i'll give it to you <laughs> best animated feature yeah uh, it is actually <laughs> although the music was really awesome, I have to say both movies they've done ama- they did amazing with the music.
0: Yeah, it's got a great soundtrack. the uh, this this is actually uh into the Spider verse was actually uh, the only the sixth non-disney or Pixar movie to win best animated feature.
1: Oh really? That's good. Cool. Yep.
0: So that pretty much wraps up our conversation on across the spider verse. Folks, again, if you haven't had a chance to go out and see it, go see it. Do sometime it sometime this week. Do it. Do it. Uh, it's it really is fantastic. Uh, again, I liked the first one better, um, but I like I'm the just second one better. I'm just one of those guys who doesn't like uh, a cliffhanger. Um, I'm sure I will uh, appreciate this one more when Beyond the Spider-Verse
1: comes out. And then you can watch all three, and then it's like, you know... Absolutely. It's like when Lord of the Rings came out, you know, and you had all... You had the second one, you it was just like a... Yeah. You had to wait, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, seriously, how long does it freaking take to get to Mordor anyway? It took too long. Too long! They should have taken Jeez. an Uber. Stop talking to the giant trees and just go. Oh, man. Um... All right, Landon, anything else you want to say about Across the Spider-Verse? No, no, it's great. Great.
1: Go see it. Awesome movie.
0: Yes, please. Go see it. Uh, spend lots of money and and make sure that those writers are getting what they deserve. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> all right. Come back next week. We will be discussing the Transformers movies to a certain degree uh, because Rise of the Beasts comes out next week. I'm not real psyched about it, but you know, whatever. It's a Transformers movie. It'll be sort of entertaining, right? Yeah. Um, and my dog is going nuts up here, so uh, I just want to say, hey, have a great whatever it is wherever you are.
1: See ya.